And we're back with another episode of the Pals Podcast. I'm your co-host, Danielle Galarno. Wait, you missed something. The Pals Podcast presented by... Hard Bite Chips. It feels so good to say the Pals Podcast presented by now. Um, before we get into the sponsor, we're going to talk quickly about the episode. We've got uh, an old pal of mine, actually. Danny, you don't... You didn't... You didn't yeah. Yeah. So he's a good friend of mine from high school. Well, maybe not a good friend, but we've become closer now. His name's Phil. Uh, he's a chef and uh, restaurant owner, hospitality guy. Um, if you know Piccolo in Toronto or uh, John Street Tavern. And Melrose. And Melrose, yeah, he's a chef there too. So um, it's funny how it goes because when we were younger, like we were never super close. And then, you know, we just ran into each other a couple of times. I'm like, man, Phil, like I need to get you on the podcast because we need to talk about this. So um, really excited to have him on. You guys are really going to like this episode. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, and now let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Hard Bite Chips, proudly Canadian. Danny, what do you like about them? They're all natural. I know, and they're great. And they and have they so many different flavors. Really, yeah. really good. So we haven't opened this one because we've already tried this one. Um, so this is going to be the one that kind of just like stays with us, like has like a prop. But the spicy ketchup bomb. Danny didn't try that because I devoured the whole bag last night. Yeah, the avocado one. Another banger right here. It's just so good. Uh, proudly Canadian too. Um, the f- like, I think the potato farmers themselves are actually ones that like, make the chips. So it's like a really cool. So you know story. it's good quality and it's all natural ingredients. Yeah, that, like- that's the big part. Um, if you're gonna snack and you're gonna eat, you know, you're gonna let's say you're gonna snack. You want something that's got good quality. It's good, good nutrition, or maybe not good nutrition, but it's good quality. It's uh, all natural and uh, most importantly, proudly Canadian, just like your pals. You want to add anything else, Danny? No, they're just delicious. So go buy a bag at any natural food grocery store nationwide. Yeah, nationwide. And uh, obviously, we'll be talking a lot about them through the course of the next few weeks uh, or the next few months with our partnership. But uh, we'll also be doing giveaways and a lot of fun stuff. So stay tuned. Give them a follow on social media, Hard Bite Chips. And then Danny. That's it? Didn't you have a funny story? <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell now. I'll tell it during the podcast. Oh, I was like waiting. I thought that's why we were doing an intro. Oh, no. I was like waiting for the story. I was like so excited. <laughs> but you know what? It's I, fine. Let's I'm... fucking go. <laughs> Get into the episode. Goodbye. He's got the leather pants on today. Yeah, they're comfy. Are they? Where's the hooker boots? Are they there too? I <laughs> know, oh, just the cowboy ones. <laughs> Not as hot as those. All right, well, welcome back, Phil. Before we jump into this, why don't you give us a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, what makes you special? Um, I don't know what really makes me special. You're know so funny. Uh, I never actually asked that. Everyone says the same thing. Well, am I really special? <laughs> Everyone's special. Everyone that comes on this podcast is special. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some people would say I'm special, I guess. But uh, my name's Phil. Um, I'm a chef in the city of Toronto. Um, kind of run like four different restaurants so ones that you might have heard of melrose on adelaide st john's tavern paradise grotto our newest restaurant and then peak low cafe and we got another couple in the works too so yeah really my job um like my title is culinary director so i just kind of support the chefs in everything that they need i work a lot in like menu development um and just my day-to-day is not really in the kitchen as much anymore but a lot more administrative i would say so yeah it's so interesting because like when we so for those listening we grew up together we went to st mike's for you were there from nine onwards right yeah yeah Yeah, so we've known each other fuck we're going back this is 20 years i know not quite sorry insane to say we would have been 14 when we got in grade nine no 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14, 15, and now we're 33. Turning 34 too soon, yeah. Man, almost 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like until I saw you maybe a couple years ago, I had no idea that you were even in this, like the hospitality space. Yeah, man. I mean, I kind of got into it a little bit late. I've always loved cooking. Like, I my first cooking job was like, I was like 16. I worked at a summer camp. The only reason I had that job too was because I went to the camp. My parents found a bunch of weed that I had at my house. They came up, threatened me to like uh, ground me for the whole summer. So I was like, okay, I got to find a fucking way to just stay at this camp for the rest of summer. So yeah, while I was out there, I was just like begging them. I'm like, listen, I can't go home. I'm like anything. I'll do anything. They're like, okay, like there's nothing right now, but you know, like we're, we're going to work on something. We'll call you. So I, I did end up having to go home for like a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah. So like, but I mean on those couple weeks, I was like, that's I'm, how, that's how your cooking career started. I mean, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that. This is my first cooking job, but yeah. So like. So I went home for a couple of weeks. My parents and I, like I went on vacation with my parents. So how grounded could you possibly really be on vacation? Then the day I get back, they call me. They're like, yeah, the rest of the summer, you're good. Come back up. We got a job. So for you ya. just like got away with hell. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then the summer was over and I went back to school and like fucking all was forgotten. So yeah. <laughs> you basically just lucked out on that one. Yeah. 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 Super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but when did you like, when did you realize you actually liked cooking? I mean, at a very young age, like, I, I, like 14 and 15 year olds enjoy cooking. Like, did you cook okay. when you were young? Never. I made salad and grilled cheeses. That's it. Yeah, I like. I was always had an interest in cooking. My uh, grandma, God rest her soul, terrible cook. So I know, really? like, I have no, I have no like. Never heard anybody say that. I know, right? Never heard anybody say my grandmother was a terrible cook. I know. I mean, I love, I love her, but yeah, like, yeah, just like, Brutal. yeah, just the memories I have, of, like some of the dishes we would eat, are like so fucking awful. But boiled hot dogs and shit, like boiled chicken breast with like a scoop of old El Paso salsa on it. Like that was a good meal. Like with white rice, that was it. So yeah, shit like that. I think maybe that was a reason why I was like, okay, there's something better out here for sure that I can like explore and enjoy. But like for instance, in grade nine, like take your kid to work day. My mom worked at like RBC. My dad worked for the city of Toronto. Had no interest in joining them for take your kid to work day. So like Mikey Leitner, a mutual friend of ours, uh, his uncle was the chef at the Four Seasons. So I was like, that sounds fucking rad. So I just went and like asked him if I could go with him for take your kid to work day. Just like went and saw like how the whole industry like look from that age and stuff and i kind of fell in love there hey, good for you because i'm pretty sure like i just like skipped my work day i was like oh it's just a free day off so the fact that you actually like went somewhere and did something you actually yeah, enjoyed you, like, you didn't just like take a snooze or something that's what, yeah I, I took a snooze in the back of my dad's truck that day i'll never forget it i'm sure i was somewhat I forced by my parents like when i told them to like that i didn't want to go with them they're like okay we'll find someone that you want to go with but what like 14 year old says like you know what i want to go to the like the, the kitchen i don't know like, uh, yeah i don't know well, I guess obviously it worked out. Okay, so okay, so wait, I want like, what was your worst job in the kitchen? Because like, obviously, you had to start somewhere. Um, I mean, that camp cooking job was pretty brutal. I was like the salad prep cook, so all I would do is like literally like chop cucumbers all day and like wash lettuce and just fuck around. Like I was just straight. I was like 16 years old. I had not like no. This is at this point, I had no like ambition of pursuing a career. It was just cooking. get me out of the house. It was just get me out of the house. It was like kind of fun and cool. But like even at that camp, we were like looked at as like the degenerates of the camp as well. So it was kind of like it was Muskoka Woods for oh my God. camp. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been. Is that a good camp? Like, it's yeah, a good camp. it's, it's a resort. It's a sports resort for children. But uh, oh. what do you mean? It's like like a resort. I'm not a Muskoka guy. The food's good. I'm not a camp guy was, either. Yeah, I just like the salad bar. Like that was like the one thing I ate every day. Shout out to Phil. Shout out so to thank you. You were probably the one. You're probably special, sitting there. Phil. I made the good salad. You know what? You're a couple years older than me. Like it probably would make sense that you were probably working and I was just like. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. In the camp. That's kind of funny. You're welcome, yeah. Danielle. Wow, yeah, thanks. Crazy. Thanks for feeding Small me for a week. 
And here we are. It is really funny. Okay, so wait. After this, so you're 16, 17. Where, did you go to George Brown after? Or? No, okay. So I had a whole other career before I ever actually like what pursued a professional career. I was in sales for a long time. So I can give you like the kind of short run of, of everything. So out of high school, I went to SNFX in Nova Scotia for a couple of years. Uh, had zero idea what I wanted to do. Probably didn't even to want to go to SNFX really. I was just kind of following buddies around. I lasted there for like two years, definitely like partied a little bit too hard, probably was not focused at all, like maybe failed a class or two. Um, but you know, in second year, I kind of pulled it together. I was like, I'm starting to make a plan in my head of like, all right, I want to go to UBC. I'm going to like do everything in my power to get my grades up and just like get over there. I was huge into snowboarding in high school. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, so that was kind of my, uh, my goal. I didn't end up working out. So I, I transferred over to UBC, uh, had a great time out there. It's an amazing place. Finished up out there. Uh, still had no idea what I wanted to do. I got like a sociology degree and like a minor in indigenous studies. So I was like kind of all over the place, but out of, uh, out of university studies, like, yeah. what a random thing. It was really random, but very it's interesting. It's really and, like, good to know though. Yeah, like in this day and age, like it's yeah. really good to learn about. Probably more valuable than my sociology degree. A hundred percent. But, uh, but yeah, after that, like I, the only job I could get enterprise rent-a-car. So I worked at enterprise rent-a-car out of university for like two and a half years. And then that got me like another really random job selling industrial hand tools. So I did. That makes yeah. Sense. So, what so like, yeah, I was like, it's called apex tool group, but it was like a conglomerate company of like 30 different household tool yeah, names yeah, that yeah. you would know, like Lufkin tape measures yeah, and like yeah. crescent Makita wrenches. and shit. Yeah. Like not, not as much power tools, which was the funny part. It was like literal, like screwdrivers and wrenches and shit. Okay. Like so legit. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. It took me to some cool places. I got to travel around all of like Ontario, Quebec. I would go down to the States like all the time for conferences and stuff like that. But I took a trip out to London, England to visit my cousins out there. And my cousin was like, do you like your job? I was like, no, not at all. It's just a paycheck and kind of like affords me to like be a hooligan and do whatever I want to do. And you know, I got a, I had corporate cards. So that was kind of nice as well. And she's like, what do you actually like to do? And I'm like, I've always loved cooking. Like I would love to pursue a career in it, but I've always been kind of like discouraged by my parents, not in a bad way. I don't ever want to like say it in a negative way, but it was more like they were like, you know, like people don't make that much money there. Like there's like bad alcohol and drug habits, which is definitely true. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of always discouraged. And then she kind of like sparked this like in interest in it again for me. And uh, like as soon as I got back from that trip, I quit my job and uh, I applied to George Brown, got in. So I wanted to say something to you before we get into George Brown and the cooking. It's, I love St. Mike's. I'm never going to talk shit about St. Mike's. But I think the mentality at St. Mike's, with the, especially with the parents, is that your son has to go to university. 100%. Like, I think the, the university rate's like 90%, and then college rate's like 5%, that's like a 5% like no-show or whatever. But it's actually crazy that some people aren't meant to go to university. Like, there's there's no reason people should be going to university if that's not what you're passionate or that's what you want or really want to do. Like, my parents were very, you have to go to university. You have to go to university. We don't care what degree you get. You have to go to university for four years and get a degree. And like they didn't care. I was like, looking back, like I could have went into construction for two years at George Brown and I'd be five years ahead of where I am now. Right. Again, completely different things, but like somebody like me who has a family business in construction. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I just go to George Brown, do my construction degree there, get my uh, construction technician certificate, whatever it's called, and then go work for the family business at 20. Like, yeah, I mean, totally. I like, I think for me, for sure, like I was also very much pressured, like you have to go to university. It's like my it's parents, like you're going to, we're going to pay for it. Like you're going to go. Like, that was exactly my impression. You know? We're going to pay for it. 
as long as you if, as long as you pass, and if you don't pass, if you don't get your degree, you owe us that money. Yeah, I don't think they said you owe us that money. Maybe I made that. <laughs> it's implied. But like it was just like we're gonna pay for it. We're gonna do whatever it takes. But you better fuck. They didn't say F word, but like you better graduate and you better like not fail. You better do. You got four years to finish it. Even though John took six because he did a program and a half basically. Oh yeah, but I took like, the six year right? For yeah, sure. well, yeah. He did. Uh, he did two years pre law and then he switched over to engineering. So tough luck, but. Like St. Mike's is that mentality. Yeah, my school like, was know, the same way. Actually, though. I want to ask, yeah, Danny, because you went to I went to a fr- like French Catholic did, high school. But wasn't it a dance school too or something? No, 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 I like went to Carter first, but I only went there for grade nine and ten, and then I moved back to the French school. Okay, so and I graduated it, from the French school, and that's and like it, there was only eighty kids in my grade. Maybe five didn't. I think almost everyone went. One person. Everyone went to university. Or college, yeah. Or college, okay. So maybe like a, five people didn't, and it was because like one person did like a grade thirteen. Yeah, I and just the rest like in basically society went, now everyone's like pushing like university, university. It's like, man, but I was at a small school, so it's like a bit different. Like everyone had like but, but very similar this. core. If you're, yeah. if you're, and I tell people, I tell younger people all the time, whoever wants to listen, if you go to university, let's say marketing, because marketing is just like a hot job for young people. You go to university, you study four years, you're about sixty grand in debt after four years. Unless you're paying it back. Well, let's get, let's say sixty grand. At best, you graduate university, you're making forty thousand dollars a year in marketing. Yeah. Like t- well, sales right out. different sales like bonus, but you're probably right making, out. Yeah, you're hundred percent. You're making forty thousand dollars a year. You gotta it takes at least even if you live at home, you still need like actually forty is technically thirty after taxes. You need at least like ten grand to live as like a twenty two, twenty three year. So it's gonna take you at least minimum four years to pay your, your university degree back. Longer. If you go into college you could literally go to college for three years, get your whatever, your something in the trades, join a union, and instantly at the age of twenty three, yeah, but it also you're making thirty thirty dollars an hour, thirty five dollars an hour. I think I think the one thing though that's like you the the part of university that you can't put a price tag on is like the life experience that you get there though. Yes, but that's like, like living away. Though. That's like living away though, because I knew a lot of people that stayed home and went to York, yeah, true, or went to UFT that didn't get the same experience we had. Right, like living on your own for four years. I think the biggest thing it taught me is how to grow up. Yeah, like how to budget like. Okay, my parents gave me, I think it was, I had $200 a week allowance or $100 a week allowance. I, I got remember. in a lot of trouble. My mom's going to listen to this. I, no, my parents, in, in first year, we had the, the cafeteria card and I worked that summer. So we didn't really get much, but we didn't need much because you have a cafeteria card. Yeah. In second year, my parents gave us groceries and that was it. And then in third year, like every year they went a little bit down, right? And then eventually you got like 50 bucks a week in allowance, but I was working, so it didn't make a difference. But it taught you how to like budget, time management, how to be responsible, like... Again, in high school, you could fuck around and still pass and wasn't like yeah. crazy hard. Well, in university, when you're living on your own, you got to do laundry. You got to make it to class. No one's breaking your balls to wake up, to go to this class, to get your marks, right? It's- yeah, kind of teaches you like discipline that you need. And like, yeah, that's that's the thing. It just like teaches you how to adult and how to like that's just how to get, get through, you know, make your own schedule, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I definitely was like terrible at that when I first got to university because I feel like that and again I won't talk shit about St. Mike's either but like I think that was like another thing is like you don't really realize how privileged you are until you go to a university and you're like mixed amongst a bunch of other people that oh, come from yeah. way different financial backgrounds and stuff like that right so yeah but we, we were privileged at St. Mike's 100% and you have to be some sort of privilege to be at St. Mike's because it's a private school that costs an insane amount of money a year right but again you learn a lot of different things like one thing that I learned was again like you, you turn out, maybe not you turn out to be a more responsible person, but I believe I was responsible going into university because of St. Mike's, right? Like, I remember, like, Terry Sheridan, like, just... Oh, yeah, Terry Bear. Fuck, man. Some Shut days up. he, like, scared <laughs> the shit out of me, right? Like, Father Fulton, a yeah, lot of yeah. these guys, right? Um, I'm going to switch back to cooking now. 
Yeah, that's George, fine. Okay, George Brown. Yes. Uh, I feel like George Brown is the school in like the GTA for uh, cooking. Yeah, 100%. I think I like there's definitely St. James Campus too or the one uh, on the East Yeah, Day? like Adelaide yeah, and yeah, yeah, Sherborne or yeah, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, that's where I went. I took like the, I think it was like only like an eight-month program though. I did, I like, oh, really? yeah, I, I, I kind of, th- I thought about it and I was like, I always like weighed. I was like, what is the better experience? Like working in a restaurant or going to school? So you know what I did? Work. Both. Okay. No, I did full-time school, full-time work. So I was working 40 hours a week in school, like 40 hours a week. It was insane. But it, again, like it was like a great, like baptism by fire. You just got like really put through the ringer. And I got to learn practical experience working at the restaurant, like what the real world of being a chef is like, rather than the like romanticized version I had in my head for sure. <laughs> and then also got like a, a really great, um, just like bunch of practice, like real, like a, uh, School of knowledge. What's that called? Hands-on um, experience? No, not the hands-on experience, but more like the... Uh, theoretical? Theoretical. The theoretical, exactly. Like stuff that I wouldn't be like... That at the restaurant I was specifically working at, things I definitely wouldn't have done on a day-to-day basis. So I got to like learn what I thought was like pretty much everything in a pretty condensed amount of time, which was really great. Okay, yeah. this is going to be like maybe off-topic a bit, but cooking-related. What's like your favorite type of cuisine? Um, really, really Two tough. cooks, or I just like kept thinking about it and no, I was like, I want to ask. It's a, yeah, it's a good question. It. <laughs> it's a good question. I like... I think like an easier question would be like, "What's my death row meal?" And, and okay, that that's our favorite ooh. question. Literally, it's like my go-to. Is thing. Okay. That is our okay. favorite question to ask, and this we've had someone else on the podcast before, and they're like into cooking, but they gave like she gave an awful answer. We love Alyssa, but okay. like she could have given a, like a better answer. So like I'm ready for this. I mean, mine might oh, seem yeah, like some Lawson <laughs> yeah. chicken noodle soup. Mine <laughs> might seem like an awful answer. Mine's like along those lines, but it's a bowl of ramen, but like real ramen, like good ramen, like. I would say Japanese cuisine is like my absolute favorite to eat. I went to Japan last year and I was there for 12 days and I had 22 bowls of ramen, which Holy is shit. crazy. To think I had ramen about. for the first time last year and right. now I'm obsessed, but I've only had vegetarian. It like, Oh no, mean, you need like a spicy pork. No, I like spicy. Yeah, I like spicy I, veg. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to, go spicy. but I like, you have to. I'm shocked. Cause I like, it's not like I don't like meat or don't eat meat, but my sister like orders that. Yeah, and then yeah. she, I got the spicy one and I love it. And I just like know what I like, but What's your go-to ramen in the city, both of you? I've only had Kintan. Okay, Kintan is mid as hell, sorry. But um, <laughs> I would say Ishin on college is like number one for can sure. Can you Uber Eats is it, it Is it ramen? Yeah. Is you, it can, you can, but like It's called ramen Ishin, right? Ramen Ishin, yeah, yeah, yeah. They there's have one, one yeah. as well, too. There's like yeah. four locations all around Canada, too. There's one in Ottawa. Kintan, I feel like, is just like the g- generic one. It's, it's like, like McDonald's the, it's burgers. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Like, I mean, it's it has its time and place, but like... There's so much better ramen out here, like in the city specifically. Okay, what's your go-to order? Um, because I really want to try that, like you know? with the dragon one they have. Yeah, yeah, that one's okay, but like no? I also I'm not like into a lot. Like there's some sometimes there can be like too much going on in a bowl, right? Like okay. what should really shine is like the broth itself okay. and like the aromatic oil that they use or like the tare, which is like how they season the ramen. Like that should really like stand out, right? So so wait, then how, do you use the chopsticks or do you use? Oh, like, chopsticks all day, man. Yeah, see, yeah. I use a course. fork with the little spoon bowl thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Because then I, at least I get the <laughs> I get the soup with I get the broth with the noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like people look at me chopsticks. like I'm crazy. Oh yeah, you gotta no, go use chopsticks. I've I also mean, like, only eaten but, like, like takeout no, ramen. You've never gone to like a ramen. Okay, restaurant? that's the other no. thing is like ramen is one of the worst takeout items. What do you it's mean? Like, it was it's amazing. Just, it's just not the same. So if you thought that was amazing, you will think. Because like I love it. I literally was craving it last week. My sister's like, you know what? I really don't want this. We end up going to an Italian restaurant. But we were going to go to like Ishin oh, in I Ottawa. I highly recommend. I feel like it's so much better when you're like, mind you, I think everything is better eaten like yeah, in, in, in wherever it's made. Yeah. Like burgers is one thing I absolutely hate ordering to like for take home. 
because I feel like the buns get really soggy in the box. Same with French fries. I hate them. Like shawarma, like a shawarma plate, I don't it's, mind that. Yeah. It's kind of like the rice, the chicken, the whatever. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, it's probably the most balanced yeah. takeout meal like, that you can get to. Like a salad too. Again, some place, some places put the dressing on. You got to take the salad with the dressing back home 30 minutes later. The soggy, like it's kind of soggy. But like ramen, I feel like it needs to be eaten there because when they package it, they package like the noodles and all the stuff separately than the broth. Yeah. But I, it's just, it's just not as fresh, you know, like there's like. Like a bowl of ramen, I think it was like Ivan Orkin, who's like a famous ramen chef in uh, New York, said that like a bowl of ramen is designed to be eaten in like eight minutes. Like you should be consuming it like super quickly. It's supposed to be like ripping hot. <laughs> That's know? how so, I eat, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I eat yeah. everything in eight minutes. <laughs> oh no, I'm the slowest eater ever. Phil, yeah, if you so see like, me eat, it looks like I'm like I've had I have not eaten all day. I love that. Like I'm like a pig. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I don't know if like Ask none of none of your restaurants. Serve ramen, I know. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Good call, Danny. Yeah, I mean, I know in like um part or like none like, none of that cuisine either. T- well, technically, no. pic- uh, Piccolo Melrose are more cocktail lounges than restaurants, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got a good food program going on for sure, but they're like very like sh- it's like shareable, shareable, like, like not stuff. tapas. What's like an English it's, word for tapas? It's like, it's like almost tapas though, because like I would say Melrose is like Mediterranean. And Phil, big shout out to you on this. Like Melrose is like I told, I think I've told you before. Melrose is like one of my go-to spots. I appreciate like, that. Man. Date, my it's your my date num- night spot. It is my date night spot. I have they? Re- I was gonna date? ask yeah, you. I have did. they like recognized you yet as like with different girls? No, because again, I don't go. Because you only go. Day. Yeah, but you such, only go with girls. But I, such a bad look though. If a server ever came up to you and was like, "Hey, hey Rick, back. different girl this week, eh?" Like no, that's terrible. No, they wouldn't say that. But maybe like if you're there early. The thing is, like we say it's my go-to date night spot, but it's like I've only really gone there with like four or five girls over the course of like three years. I just feel like whenever you're going on a date, it's like I don't even have to ask anymore. You're going to Melrose because it's just like the music is good. It's like old school hip hop, yeah. candle lit, where it's kind of dark. It's the one spot I do not mind sitting on the same side as the girl. You know, when you're at a restaurant, like yeah. I'll never sit like at the keg or at a normal restaurant. I would never sit on the same side as a girl, but because it's so dark and candle lit, and the, you know, like I don't like sitting on the chairs aren't the most comfy chairs. Like I'll get on, I'll get on the couch beside the girl. Yeah, and like I don't feel weird about it. Like I just, I, I generally enjoy it. Like I, and you see like the candles like on the sides with all like the wax like kind of coming down like, it's and the bar is really nice. You walk up the stairs, you see the, like the beautiful bar where it's again it's dim with like the bar kind of lit up. It's <laughs> this is a, this is a Melrose ad right here. I know, right? I'm like, yeah, I, I, going, I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Actually, one of my most viral TikToks. I don't think I've ever told the story on the pod. So oh, yeah. I went on a date with this girl. Uh, what was her name? Marina. Marina. Beautiful, beautiful. It was our first date, so we went to a mini putt party putt. You know, down oh, yeah. the street. Yeah, yeah. So we went there. That was mid. And I was like, let's go to Melrose. She had never been. So we go. And we were sitting right where, do you know the big, uh, like, not a bay window, but one of the big, like, arch windows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right uh, where the piccolo patio looks up to, right? So we're sitting there. And we're, like, just flirting, having really, really nice, uh, kind of like drinks. This guy comes up from downstairs. He goes, look, I know this is really random, but, like, you guys look so cute. We got these like, cute photos. Like, we don't want to be creepy or anything, but you guys are just like, you look like the cutest couple ever. I got these pictures for you. The hell? And or videos or something, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of random, like kind of weird, but like, okay. He shows us the pictures in the videos. I'm like, they're the cutest. Thing. You see us like holding hands underneath the table, and she's like, really <laughs> cute. So I made a TikTok <laughs> about it, and I asked her, I'm like, are you cool if I post this? Like, you can, you can tell it's us, but not really. And it went like mega viral, and then like a month later, I never talked to her ever again. Oh, she no. like unfollowed me. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows what happened well, there, but if you're listening. That Mormon moment is but uh, yeah, more, yeah. Right is, is my go-to. I love it. And like, again, the food's not too heavy where you're going to like, you're going to eat super full, but the food's also like really good. Like the charcuterie board is 
possibly one of the best charcuterie boards in the city. Appreciate that. That's that's the only place I'll actually For get sure. charcuterie board. Yeah. Ne- I, I like have a really board. hard time going yeah. to a restaurant getting charcuterie board knowing that I can make it at home. Melrose is the only place that I'll go and like, like go out like of my way to order. Too, like, yeah, I, it's uh, it's like I mean, it's all it was all originally like the the majority owners this guy Brian Donnelly, um, great guy, one of my business partners, super super nice. It's just like his like like child of a restaurant. It's his first one that he ever really like opened as his own. Um, and man, just like a great idea. It's like cozy date spot. It's literally like the perfect date spot. Literally. Like I've never gone there with the boys. I've never gone there with a group of people. I've only gone there with friends. I've only gone on dates there. Yeah. It's like, like, it is like girl gang or dates or dates or like you're going like a little group, but you know, it's like even people watching there. I love it. I'm like, is this a first date? Are they on a first date? Like, what do they thought? Are they just friends? Is he trying to get with her because that's why he brought her here? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So wait, how'd you get involved? No, I don't want to skip too far ahead. So, finished school. How old are you at this point? Like twenty four, give or take. Dude, okay. So I mean, okay. So let's let's work it back. So I finished university, and I was like, yeah, twenty four. I think I only started cooking like six or seven years ago. Really? Yeah. And I just like happened to get into like some pretty decent restaurants. So like the first restaurant I worked at, where I was still in school, was Tennessee Tavern in Parkdale. Um, so owned by Grant Van Gameren, who is like the owner of like Bar Isabel, Bar Raval pretty like big names mm-hmm. in the city yeah, yeah. so yeah after i worked at tenny for a while um once i kind of like felt like i had learned everything i possibly could there i worked at the chase for a little bit absolutely fucking hated it just Why? um just the culture was like everything that you've ever imagined or heard about like bad experiences in a kitchen that was exactly it like okay, that's fair just super toxic just like very like not conducive of me having like a healthy lifestyle you know i was like I'm like, why am I going home and like wanting to like smoke cigarettes and drink to like, just to like make it to tomorrow. It was like mental warfare, you know? So, that's fair. No, 100%. so I, yeah, I didn't last there very long, but I, I mean like happy with myself that I didn't try and stick it out even because like after that I got to work at bar as well for a couple of years. And that was like probably oh, wow. the best experience that I've ever had. Um, after working there for a little bit, uh, I opened bar Paquette. Um, I was oh my like god, I love it! Crew there, yeah. So I was Where's there that? for. I just went on the other week. It's like Dovercourt and Queen, kind of like two, maybe two storefronts, like west or sorry, east of uh, Bar Poet. It's like, like it's um, like a little wine bar. Yeah, like okay. it's it's a great spot. Like, oh my god, I, another I, great date. I went a couple too. like weeks ago and like Bar Poet's another good date spot too. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't know if you're being serious. Or not. Are you serious? Yeah. As a date spot? Yeah. I've I love it. Bar Poet. Like, I, yeah, I, I like to go it. rip at Bar Poet all the time. It's lots of fun. I haven't been in a while. It's like, it's fun. But, like, I've only had, like, fun times there. Like, I've okay, never, okay. <laughs> like, I've never, like... <laughs> okay. Anyways, different different opinions. Yeah. Um, okay. So, then when did you get involved with th- with this group? And I guess this is kind of the group you're with now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, What's I the mean, group called? I guess as a group. So, is it, so our, we have, like, a... It's, like, a management company, I guess, that looks after all the restaurants. And it's called Warm Welcome. Um, great just, name. Yeah, I feel like that's a great name for a hospitality company. So, so basically, like, let's, I guess, so the pandemic happened. I was working at uh, Barbecue at the time. We decided as of like, so the, the January or I guess the December, kind of after it, it all happened in the spring, summer happened, restaurants were kind of open again, but at this like weird yeah. half capacity where people are sitting outside. Um, they decided to kind of like close the doors as of January at that time, just take a break and regroup. And so I was kind of out of a job. Um, so I, I don't know. I was like just figuring out like what I wanted to do. Brian, uh, cause he was involved with bar poet originally. So I would see him all the time at bar Piquette. He would just come in and grab more sandwiches, whatever. Um, 
you know, we'd always been chatting and he was always like, you know, like, Oh, it'd be great to work together one day. And so, so, you know, that had always kind of been in like the back of my mind. Uh, I ended up taking a job working at Azar on Ossington um, when they started, when they opened, like essentially part of their opening group. Um, did that for a little bit, um, had potential to like work at a restaurant in Prince Edward County. My parents have a place out there. So it kind of made sense in my mind a little bit. And then one day Brian was like, Hey man, like I got an opportunity if like, if you want it, um, like I got a, a chef job at Melrose on Adelaide and I was like, Oh, I was like, that's kind of cool. It's different from like what I've been doing. You know, it was like, I mean, I'm sure Brian would like hate for me to say this, but I was like, Oh, am I like selling my soul to like work at like more of like a King Streety kind of like restaurant <laughs> or whatever. But then I was like, you know what? No, I have an opportunity here. Like I can actually like make this my own and like do a cool thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I ended up, uh, I ended up taking the job and it all kind of took off from there. So it started off like at that time, it was the only Melrose that we had on the corner. Uh, we just opened Piccolo too. So Piccolo and Melrose are run out of the same kitchen. Yeah. So I was like the head chef for well, They're connected those. to the basement, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So really? That's where, that's where Piccolo is. If you go to the same bathroom, yeah. yeah. You go to the bathroom downstairs. Do you know how you walk in? There's the guys' bathroom and the girls. And then there's, if you keep going, that's where Piccolo is. Yeah, I know where Piccolo is. I, I haven't been to Piccolo yet, but I didn't realize. It was I stopped by when Shep did his thing. Uh, Shepard, right? Shepard, yeah, DJ saw him last night. Yeah. He was DJing at uh, Barcelona. Oh, I love Shep. Yeah, I love saw Shep. Beauty, amazing. absolute beauty. Were you there last night? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. supposed to go. Were you? Well, because yeah. I was at the Call Her Daddy podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, everyone yeah. was like making their way over there, but then we didn't. Fair enough. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Where'd you end up last night? We went to the keg for a drink. Oh, I love that. Nice. And then we went home. The keg's great. Shout out the keg, man. Do you know what? Okay, they have a new drink. Well, I don't know if it's new, but I've. It's called the Danny Ocean. Oh, that's how you got it. <laughs> well, no, I had it last week actually when I went with like my family, but it's tequila, Casamigos, amaretto, grapefruit, and soda. Sounds okay. delicious. Unbelievable. I've never had such a good drink at a restaurant. I love that. Which is like the, really random. The keg is one place. You're never going to have the best meal of your life, but you know you're getting an eight out of a 10 every single time. It is consistent. so consistent, it's consistent and it's such a good bang for your buck. Like you get an app with a steak dinner and a glass of wine with a dessert for 50 bucks. Yeah, dude. I, you know what I mean? It's like, like, it's it, like it a is, guilty pleasure. It's so, everyone's. I think I uh, like, I remember saying this, I was going to London, Ontario. This is a couple of years back and I was going to take a girl out and I asked my brother and I was like, yo, you know any good like date night spots in London? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like a Melrose in London. Like, you know, any spots? <laughs> He's like, why don't you take her to the keg? I was like, I want, I want this to be like kind of nice, right? Like, I want it to be like different. He's like, what's wrong with the keg? I was like, no one's ever had the best meal of their life at the keg. He goes, yeah, but everyone's always had a great meal at the keg. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, the me- it's always, and if it's for that one out of 100 that it's not amazing, or sorry, it's not really good, they'll fix it for you. Oh, 100%. Or they'll comp your meal. Okay, they just got something. updates to their menu, and they're actually fire. I'm going there next Thursday. Okay, get the Caesar Brussels sprouts. Ooh. they'll fuck up your life they're like Ooh. the most garlicky like yeah, don't go on a date obviously no, and get those it. get them they're so and they're onion rings we like yeah. shared a bunch of things last time wait we asked you what's your favorite thing to eat what's your favorite thing to make that's like a the hardest question i think like ever i, I actually don't know Can you like, like I, three then Oh, it's so tough. Like, I don't know. I make, so I make like cooking TikToks as well. They're not popping though. Like some of them have like gone off, but like other ones are not, but still check them out. They're fire. Um, but I don't know. Like I love cooking just like new stuff. Like to be honest with you, I'm, I'm just like really big. If it's like, it's such a hard question, man. Like if it's like me at home, I eat so boring. I'm like, I just want to have like some sort of starch, some vegetables and a protein, you know, like very basic. But then if I'm like trying to go off in a video, like, I don't know what I made last time. I like made stuffed 
agnolotti with like borsine cheese and mushrooms mm. with like a short rib ragu. So like I like to do shit like that. Meals that take like five hours to make. <laughs> Just he said borsine like not like weird like you. I thought you were gonna say something. Wait, like what? Like borsine <laughs> like he said it like a normal person. I've never said that word ever. Bors and cheese. Everyone makes fun of me because I say it French, but I'm like, that's how you say it. I've never said the word bors and cheese. I just feel like you've made fun of me for like saying it like in a French accent before, but I'm like, hey, that's how you say the word. When you say laissez-faire. Oh my God. Okay. Brian does this all the time too. Laissez-faire. Can you say laissez-faire? Laissez-faire. That's how you say it now. I'm French. Laissez-faire. Oh, you want to go to laissez-faire tonight? And I say I laugh now just so you don't make fun of me. Well, no, because... You say it like that. You deserve to get yeah. Whatever, make fun of me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, okay, so wait, you didn't but answer like, the question yeah, at all. I know, I know. That I'm like trying to think. Like, I guess. Actually, like and then, Danny, over to you after. What's your favorite meal to make? Because you actually cook quite a bit. You're not a chef, but you do cook a lot. Yeah. Like my go-to's at home. Like I don't know what I like really enjoy making is just like pasta. Like super simple. Me pasta, too. Okay, that's know, my like, answer. Right so there. let me ask you this: If your grandmother was alive and she's yes. coming over for dinner and you're cooking or something, what are you making? Okay, something hella bland. She hated spicy food. Um, tough question again, man. Like, I don't know. I would honestly try and, like, make one of her recipes. I have this, like, binder of all of her wacky recipes. Like, I written and, like, bit, yeah. Yeah, handwritten or, like, pulled from, like, newspaper articles and yeah. stuff like that that she thought sounded, like, lit. Um, and I would probably try and, like, make that. But what in my in version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, try and, like, blow her socks off that way. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good. Daddy, what's your go-to meal to make? I'd have to be some sort of pasta. Okay, which one? I don't know. I have a really hard time. This is what I was going to say is that I have a hard time cooking for other people versus yeah. for myself. I can make myself great meals. Just like see what's in my fridge, figure something out, end up being unbelievable. As soon as someone's there, I feel like there's pressure and I'm really bad. Or I don't, I'm not bad. I'm just not as good or as confident. Right. And I get like really nervous. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I overthink everything. That's fair. There. And like my ex used to cook a lot and they like didn't trust me, which whatever, but I learned a lot. Okay, but like for pasta, short or long noodles? What's your go to? Um, short, hondo. There's a di- there's like it depends. I really like a bucatini. Okay. Love if it's fresh. Mm, okay. So there's a difference. Like if it's not fresh then I don't like it. If not, I really like um penne? No, no, it's like Tur- a No, fuck penne. Like the No, no, it's like <laughs> Like rigatoni? Yeah, like a, a nice panela vodka. Oh. No, my favorite. It's like kind of like a... I used to have panela vodka. I'm like losing Chibos the word. I'll think about it. I'll think about when it. I work downtown. Chibo's uh, lunch menu was like half price lunches. I'd go there w- almost once a week. <laughs> panela vodka plus the plate of bread they give for free. Oh. It's like 20 bucks. There you go. I make a really good vodka sauce. Do you? Yeah. So, okay. I'll make it for you under that. I can actually make no problem. So, I think <laughs> any any pasta comes down to the sauce it's not i don't yeah. think it's as much about the pe- the pasta itself to me i'd rather have homemade sauce with store-bought noodles mm. and store-bought like fresh is okay pasta better. than I, store-bought sauce with fresh noodles i think i got a hot take right now yeah. i prefer like dry noodles to fresh noodles no. unless it's a stuffed pasta no like that's if i'm if it's stuffed fresh 100 obviously how do you how do you day. not do it if it's not fresh it's a great point right if it's like but, frozen <laughs> no i mean like i mean stuffed pasta uh, like, but like, you know, maybe if it's like extruded pasta, like I'd be down with that. Like, okay. So, so there's like two ways to make pasta, right? You make like sheets of pasta, you cut the shapes or you extrude it. So you put the dough in this machine and it pushes through like, a, yeah, like a yeah, 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 yeah. you like cut the noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think like you can get superior just like store-bought like dry pasta. Okay. What's your favorite store-bought 
Dry pasta. Brand? Yeah. Oh, I don't that's know. A big shout out here. I don't know anything that's like brass cut, like anything that's like a rougher like texture pasta, because that's okay. what like keeps yeah. the, like holds the sauce. But like off the top of my head, I don't know. Like I, I couldn't even like name a pasta brand right now. That's I was gonna not say trash. Yeah. What's the one that Bargnani promoted when he was here? Who? Like whatever the blue and yellow label is one, like yeah. to catch you or whatever or something yeah, like that. That's like, like, I, I think that one's fine. Like Yeah. It's like I feel like that's a basic brand to get. Yeah. But I was gonna say Longos has pretty good pasta. Like dried pasta. I haven't made pasta in probably like nine years. You're on the cut? No, I just like I hate cooking. Yeah, fair enough. For me, again, I live alone. I eat ninety percent of my meals a week alone. I think cooking for one person is like the most annoying thing ever. Because not you got to cook alone. No, I love it. So it takes it. 30 minutes. Then you got to eat alone, which takes another, you know, six minutes. Then you got to clean alone. And I don't like using a dishwasher, so I wash most of my things by hand. Interesting. So to me, it's like an hour process. Everything by yourself. Like, And again, I'm not a great cook. I'm not a bad cook. But I can go to the, the keg for 40 bucks and have a nice, you know, three-course yeah. three meal for 40 bucks. Like, instead of doing it all by myself and having to go through the annoyance of, of doing it for... For I mean, 40 bucks. That's, that's the other thing too is like groceries are so expensive oh, these days. Yeah, like you can't like, go to the grocery store buying person. five things and it's 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. I don't spend less than 50 bucks and I'm buying, I don't know what I'm buying. And you're like, why did I not just order food? So honestly, yeah. at especially, that point. Especially with like a DoorDash or like an Uber Eats or whatever, like there's always something on sale. Yeah. Always something oh, on yeah. sale. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I get groceries on sale now. Like there's always something on sale. But before, what I always used to do, even I do it now, the few times I actually do cook. I'll go to like the grocery store. I'll buy three heads of lettuce, three avocados, a ready-made chicken, and like some like I don't know, maybe spinach or something like arugula to just like top the salad. And, like yeah. I don't know, fried onions or something like a salad topper. And before it used to be twenty bucks for all that. Yeah. Now it's like forty-seven or something, and I'm just like, how did this happen? The chicken used to be eleven dollars. Now it's twenty-five, and I'm like. I know you're shopping downtown. Makes it a little yeah. bit more expensive. Yeah, and I used thing, to, where, where are you shopping though? Are you going to like Loblaws? No, I'm like Raba. Like even worse. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. you're getting rinsed. You're taking a haircut yeah. on everything yeah. again. Mind you, I used to live in St. James Market, uh, St. James um, King and Church. So I used to go to the market, St. Lawrence okay. Market. Yeah. And that was amazing. Yeah. And the, their, their Pimo bacon sandwiches are unbelievable. Are unbelievable. Are the best Pimo bacon. Uh, probably some of the best sandwiches in the city. I was actually just talking agree. about that last week. I have like week. nostalgic memories of that sandwich, actually. Yeah. yeah. I met Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod from Body Break at St. Lawrence Market. Do you remember that? Like no. Body Body Break? No? No. Oh my God. Okay. This story doesn't hit then. But, <laughs> anyways, it was, like, it was like the classic like fitness infomercial back in the day. Like, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah. And I met them there while I was eating this. Sandwich and the memory is like just burned in my brain. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes um, sense. This is completely off topic. If you weren't a chef, Phil, what would you do? Uh, or chef hospitality. Okay. If I could be anything ever in the whole entire world, I would love to be a professional golfer. <laughs> I feel like that would Are just you be good? like, no, I mean like I'm fine. Like, like 90? I, I can play. I usually break 90. Oh, like, so you know, bad. Like, no, like, I mean in the grand scheme of golfers though, you're shit not good. Bad. Shit. Yeah, absolute shit. But like, I just feel like that would be so much fun. Golf, and you golf. just make a ton of money just playing. Do you golf, golf a lot? Uh, it depends. Like recently, I haven't been playing as much, but there's some years that I, I do get out a lot. Um, one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite things to do with my dad, you know, like it's like probably some of the best memories I have with my dad are just like hanging out on the golf course and chilling. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially as you get older, you have a couple of drinks and shit. Like, you can. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then, like, of course, the boys' trips, like golfing are just. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like always like a boys' thing. 
I actually like golfing and I started golfing during COVID and like me and my like cousins sometimes golf. I've golfed like I have like some friends that golf. So let me ask you, if you but like golf, also, have you ever golfed alone? Not by myself. Yes, millions of times. That's, that's the difference. If you okay, like but I'm golf, still very new. But if you like, golf, would you golf alone? No, because I don't like golf. Okay, so I like the thing, and I I also just think I like activities, and that's a long yeah. activity. Yeah, that, I like I don't like things that are like quick and I, like yeah, fast. Like it's a long. It's like a full day thing. Did I go once this year? No. In the past, was I going more? A hundred percent. And when I was going with friends, I had fun. But it's always a boys thing, so you have to make it like, oh, what's the days the girls can go? Like, oh, bullshit. I think. Like so many people are like, oh, I love golf. It's like, have you ever golfed alone? If you've golfed alone, you like golf. Yeah. If you've never golfed alone, you don't like it. Yeah, but yeah. even when we were younger at the cottage, the one boy cousin was allowed to go golfing with the guys. None of us got invited. Wow, your family's extremely sexist. <laughs> yeah. You hear, you hear that? But guess what? I have my grandmother's golf clubs. They're like 25 years old, but like still, they're doing great. My mom's got clubs down in, in they're Florida. They're pink. Same with my mom's, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you'd be a golfer, eh? I love it. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like if you looked at me, you'd probably not think that, but um, well, it, golf doesn't golf's got all different shapes and sizes and yeah. heights and lengths. And like, look at John Daly, like guy yeah. crushes us like a six pack of Coke, a Coca-Cola every round and like a pack of darts. Yeah. Yeah. DC's Diet Cokes all day. Yeah. That's yeah, Diet yeah. Cokes. Yeah. And like, he's, you know, been around for how many years? Like 40 years probably. Yeah. He's iconic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Tiger who was like a weapon. Now, not so much, but let, let's see who else is like, you got Brooks Kepka who's like a giant. Yeah. I mean, like definitely. Or he's kind of small. There's also just like this like subculture in golf of like, that I feel like is making it kind of cool again. Like there's some like really like hype beast, like golf stores in LA and stuff. Like Jordan, Jordan golf shoes. Yeah. Like shit. Jordan golf shoes. Like that's pretty huge to have like Jordan brand. Then who like else just did it? Was it Jordan and uh, Travis Scott just did a collab for golf stuff? Yeah. 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 They had, they released like some like Jordan one lows. Yeah. That was saw that. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. They looked like they're super hard to get. See, gol golfing is just one of those sports that like, like Danny said, it's so long. Yeah. Like, that's why I like. For you to play around, you live downtown. I'm assuming yeah i live uh like little italy okay so for you where do you normally play uh mostly at my cottage to be honest like i, I used to get a membership at my cottage in uh, prince edward county because it was like way cheaper but then you'd be up there for a couple days all right yeah or if i go for a weekend i'd play like three days in a row sometimes i'd play like two rounds yeah. in a day but again like my so my brother plays and okay he lives in oakville now so it's different but if you don't have a like if your home course isn't in toronto itself which is only a handful let's say you play eagles nest yeah no if you work downtown or if you work anywhere, like the drive to Richmond Hill is at least 30 minutes, minimum. Yeah, minimum. minimum. Then you need, you, you want to be there at least 30 minutes early to get changed, to take a couple warm ups, like swing, stretch, hit the driving range for a little bit. So you're at an hour before you've even teed off. You're going to tee off play nine. You're probably going to grab something to eat at the turn. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're at least two hours, maybe two and a half hours for the first nine. Another two hours on the back nine. You're four hours. So you're four and a half hours on the, on the round plus the hour before you're five and a half plus the drive home or if you grab a bite to eat. Like, it's a six hour event. Totally. Like that's a shift. I mean, and that, that's the thing. Like that goes back to your point. Like me playing golf alone is like the most efficient round of golf ever. Right? Like <laughs> I go alone. 90, like I like, wa I walk and I just like burn through a round of golf in like three two and a half, half yeah. like two and a half hours yeah. sometimes, you know, like, so those ones is like, I mean, I think, I think you just gotta like think about like what you want to take out of the round. Do you want to have like a great time with your buddies, relax and kind of just shoot the shit, not worry about the time. Or are you like trying to like go out and just like literally just play golf? Like that's it. But your most fun round you've ever played? Um, tough to say, but like I think so. I do like a tournament every year with uh, a group of like much older guys. Actually, it was like my my godfather and like his friends. It would like start off as a bachelor party. They've been doing it for like twenty five or thirty years. Um, those are like the most fun rounds. Like we go out, you stay there for the weekend, you just like 
booze a ton, you know, like yeah, no care in the world. There's like, you're not thinking about work. You're just out there like, hanging. don't have to think about buddies. how to get home after. No, you're literally like staying there. You know, it's like, yeah, those that like, that's like the most fun to me. We've had a couple of those in, uh, down in Scottsdale. So I've done Scottsdale for bachelor parties, uh, two or three times now. Nice. And the second time was my brother's bachelor party. I think we're playing like TPC. I think I made it through like nine holes. And then after that, like you looked in the, like the back of my golf cart, it's just like white claws, like just like, just all white claws, just like covered. And like, I think after the 10th hole, like I couldn't even putt. Yeah. I'm like standing there. I'm just like, there's three balls here. I can't hit this. Yeah. 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 I think I played literally 10. It's a, it's like a fine bouncing act, you know, it's like the boys, like when you're, and you're playing a drinking round like this, where everyone's boozy and like, you gotta remember you're catching up to the four in front of you. And then when you're teeing off the four behind you, just caught up with you. So you're always like, yeah, shooting the shit with the boys, just having a good time. Yeah. Danny's like, yeah, with the boys having a good time. (laughs) Having the best time. That's it. Hey, wait, what would you be? Me? Yeah. If I wasn't in construction? Yeah. Or content. Uh, if I didn't do content either? Yeah. I, I said this. Someone asked me this the other day, actually, randomly. Um, I think I'd want to be some, like, host. A host of, like, <laughs> uh, like a, a radio show. Like, I think I'd want to host, like a, 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 like, a, like, a game challenge radio show, a TV show or something. Was not expecting that. Someone but I could that. see it though. I could see it. Well, because my my background the answer was like I would make TikToks. Like, I think it's the easiest job in the world. Like I that if I wasn't in construction, I would do content. Like I think it's no disrespect to any content creators. I think it's possibly one of the easiest jobs in the world. You can work from anywhere in the world too, and it's all you need is a tripod and a cell phone. And I love it, and I think it's amazing, and it's so easy to do. Um, but then I'm like, hey, someone's like, you can't do that because you kind of already do that. I was like, that's fair. So then someone else, I think I'd love to host like, who wants to be a millionaire or something? You know, like a show like that. Like how much fun would that be? No, you can't see me doing that. Yeah, I could. Right? Like I think I'd be pretty good at it. No? I I mean, I think so. Yeah, for sure. You have the personality. I got asked to go on the Amazing Race. So me and Elaine might do that. That's pretty sick. Amazing Race Canada. Sorry. Amazing Race Canada. Have you been on a lot of like shows? No, I've been on... For some reason, I thought you Do you remember been... when we were in like just graduated high school? I was on when a did you get asked? I was on a dating show called Love Court. Yeah, okay. remember that? Dude, that was a big thing. I was like in my mind convinced that you were on The Bachelor, but no, no. Uh, like, but maybe no. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I when did you get asked? About a week ago. Well, like we fully did a video last year. You just didn't tell me about this. Cool. Me, did we ever send it in? No, because it got deleted. How did it get deleted? I don't know. Something happened. Yes. We did it in Florida. Oh yeah. I can't right, believe you didn't tell me. So yeah, some a producer reached out to me for Big Brother Canada, and I can't do Big Brother Canada because I'd get canceled instantly. Like, <laughs> and someone would piss me off, and I'd be like, you know what, you, you stupid. Whatever. Don't even say it. Yeah, Just keep I'd going. Get, I'd get canceled instantly. So I was like, respectfully, I can't do it. She's like, well, funny enough, like my whole office loves you. Like you, you got auditioned for Amazing Race, and then I like I go through my like my emails. Like the one, the lady from the Amazing Race is there. She's like, hey, you'd be great. Blah blah. blah. I was like. The process is just so long and tedious, and it's in yeah. April, which I've got a lot going on in April. You know, pickleball season's about to start. You know, it's George's birthday, so maybe we get to travel somewhere. Like, it's there's always always something. But oh my god! Like, why can't a show be in like January? I do frick all in January. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, it's cold. It's snowy. or November. No, November's a great month. What are you talking about? Uh. <laughs> I was just in Nashville. I'm going to Buffalo next week. Are you a football fan? Yes, we yeah, might have yeah, an extra yeah. ticket. Really, let you know. Uh, I'm actually going to two football games. I've in never two been weeks to in a row. Game. Really, a football I've game? Never been. No. Wow. Oh my god. Even yeah. I have. Wow. <laughs> I, I, it's embarrassing. I know, but I. Wow. Who's really, your team? 
Uh, You're like, a Jets guy or something stupid. No, I'm seeing the Jets no, two you know weeks what? in a row with John Pistabout. That's you know shit. what? I, yeah. I just have to say Bills. Okay, good. Answer. Yeah, okay, that's if fine. you're from if you're from Toronto, Bills is a fair answer. I did. Uh, I don't know if you saw on on TikTok or Instagram, the Titans hooked me up. Dude, I, I saw. Like, yeah. Shout out to the Titans. I love you guys, Nate, uh, Jenny. I love you all. Um, if they're listening, <laughs> but they hooked me up with like floor passes and like box tickets. Like I was in the suite with like the guys from Outer Banks and uh, who's the singer? Kelsey Chelsea Baller- Ballerina. Kelsey. Ballerini. Kelsey Ballerina. Ballerini. Uh, Ballerini. Uh, the people who like created a show, a bunch of other like pretty big like country singers. Yeah. So it was dope. And I got to go on the field, which is so cool. That's and I'm doing awesome, the Bills game, NFL Canada. Thank you again. They hooked that up. Uh, so I got I got four tickets for my buddy's birthday because they're playing the Broncos. My buddy's a Bronco fan. Okay. Then I'm doing, um, most likely, it might get canceled now, Detroit for American Thanksgiving. Oh, that's great. Because the Lions play the, I want to say the Bears. And then the Saturday is Michigan State versus Ohio State at the big house. 100,000 people. Which is nuts. And then I'm going to Vegas in December to see you 2 at the Sphere. And then so watch cool. the Vikings at Raiders. Wow. So just like. See, I'm seeing Jets this weekend against Raiders. And then Bills against Jets next week. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's so sick. I'm t- I, the only opportunity I ever had to go to an NFL game, I was in Miami with Blake McDonald and a couple other buddies. Is he still jacked? Oh, absolutely yoked. Is he? Absolutely yoked. We yeah, look yeah. Up, we're going to look up pictures after. Okay. Blake was, so Dan, a little bit of info. Me and Blake, we became good friends. And that's how me and you were kind of friends too. Yeah. Kind of through yeah, Blake yeah. too. So Blake started, he used to be like a scrawny little fuck, like scrawny little guy. And then maybe in like grade 10, he started working. I was a lacrosse player and then got absolutely yoked. Like jacked. Like, like yeah. Like jacked. He's a big boy. He's like fully covered in tattoos. Yeah. Well, I saw him. I saw him maybe. I want to say like four or five years ago. And he was like fully covered. I was like, when did you get all these? Yeah. He's uh, yeah. Still one of my best friends in the entire world. Um, But yeah. So to get back to the potential NFL game, we were just ripping in Miami and like nobody was any shape to go to the game. I bought tickets and we just. Let, let didn't go. go. Didn't even didn't even sell them. Didn't go. That was one of those days. Yeah, it was just one of those days. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the party was worth it though. So. Uh, where'd you go in Miami? Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Um, eleven. Yeah, we went to eleven. We went to um, live. We stayed at the Fountain Blue for a couple nights. Oh, so you um, boys shook it. Oh yeah, it was crazy, dude. It was it was like the most insane party I've like ever experienced and just witnessed in my whole entire I life. Can't. Do you know what the problem is? I love live. I'm sorry, I love Fountain Blue. And my buddy used to kind of live there. You know, it's like half residence, half yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. So anytime I used to go, I'd stay at his like apartment, room, whatever you want to call it. And then ever since he moved out, I can't justify spending the money to stay there because I get like Hilton's for, I don't know, 200 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like Miami is a lot of fun, but like... So expensive. It's so expensive. Like It's I, very different for women. Oh, yeah. It's like Vegas Yeah, it's too, like Vegas right? for like, women. You guys yeah. come back with money. I'm going this weekend. Like my friends that like <laughs> think they're rich, like here when you go to Miami or Vegas, you're like, just a yeah. I will never forget my. Fund, you know, so like, go ahead. No, my first time there, I was there with my mom, her friend, and me and my friend. So me and my friend would go out, didn't pay for anything, had the best night, would like club hop, everything was great. Some guy friends came that weekend, went out with them. We still got in for free. They had to pay eighty bucks just to walk in. Yeah. I was absolutely shocked. <clears throat> and that's the problem, like, why you need tables at a lot of these places. Because, again, each guy's paying Yeah, but like $800 $100. for one bottle of the, their cheapest vodka. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. And we were not each, even at the best club. But each drink is like $37 after the American. exchange. Yeah. yeah. Like, we went, so my brother and my dad are doing F1 in Vegas. Unreal. 
So they were like, Ricky, do you want to come? And I was like, to be honest, like I love Vegas and I would love to go, but I, I can't afford it. My dad's like, why? Like, I'll just, I'll, I'll pay for everything. I'm like, no, but dad, you gotta remember, if I go, if I go to Vegas, I want to go to the nightclubs. Yeah. To go to the nightclubs, you like, we'd have to get a table. It's like, okay, we can get a table one night. And we went to Vegas. We went to Vegas for work and like our, our company, we bought a table. It was like 2,500 bucks. And like, that was like a Tuesday night at like Omnia side room. And they thought like my dad and my uncle thought that was expensive. I'm like, guys, that's what it is. So my dad's like, oh, we can get a table. I was like, dad, the tables are going to be like 10, 10 grand minimum. <laughs> yeah. Like to sit at the top with one bottle or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you, like you can't afford It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm like, dad, you know what? Like, I don't care for the F1. I'm like, I just, I won't go. Like just, you know, I'll do something else on my own that weekend or whatever. I've actually never been to Vegas either. Bro, this I, is my first weekend. That's yeah. first time I've If you want to come with us, I got a room. We're staying at Caesars. So it's me and my buddy Dom. You wouldn't have met him, but he's like a good, good friend of mine. We do like a trip a year. So we booked Friday. We leave Friday at 8 p.m. So basically after work. And we're on the uh, Sunday night red eye. So it's basically 48 hours in Vegas. That's all you need, though, I heard. Do you know what? I like four days because then you can like have a rest period. Right. So we get in Friday night. We're going to probably just do like hotel bar or like something chill. We're staying at Caesars. Our flight round trip was like, I think I'm spending like 375 plus like $10,000, 10, uh, 10K points on Aeroplan. Right. Our hotel was really expensive because we're staying at the Caesars. That was like 1600 between the two of us. So we're going to go there, hotel bar, chill, whatever. Saturday, we're going to go shoot guns or something. But apparently, you can shoot a rocket launcher for $50. Really? A rocket unreal. launcher. Where? Yeah. In somewhere in Vegas. I'll show you because Devin hey. was one that showed me that. Now Devin might not come. <laughs> then Saturday night, we're going to see U2 at the Sphere, which is like... YouTube's my only artist I haven't seen. They're like on my bucket list. Did you wait? Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Did you hear who's like in talks about playing at the Sphere? Adele. No. Taylor Swift. No. Who? Another big concert we went to last year. I brought you to this concert. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Harry Styles. Yeah, I heard that actually. That would be sick at the Sphere. Yeah, Harry Styles would be good. Actually. The Sphere looks unbelievable. Yeah. Like, like it looks well, cr- this like weekend, like the crazy. only thing that's playing is like the Planet Earth thing. Well, apparently, but I, it's sick apparently so it's really good. Go. So, so yeah, yeah. Apparently, it feels I, like we're gonna try to go. There, if there was a camera, this is what someone I read a blog post about it. They fed picture. You are like you know when you go to the aquariums and you're in the tunnel that looks over all the fish. Yeah, yeah. They say picture that, but you're in the jungle. Picture you're in a little bubble and there's like the jungles above you and you're just watching people around you. I was like, so we might go to that on Sunday. After the, because YouTube's not, or Saturday during the day. There's something where we could potentially see both. So we're seeing YouTube, and then Saturday night we're going out, I think like Diplo's DJing or something. And then Sunday we do the, the football game. We leave on the red eye Sunday night, back to work Monday. That's great. Oh, if you want to come, all invites open, buddy. That's, uh, yeah, I've been very tempted. Man, it's, sure. <laughs> I, I'm a, are you I'm a big a, gambler? No. Okay. That's why Vegas to me isn't bad. I don't lose any money gambling. Yeah. Like, I'm, if we'll sit there and like the boys are gambling, cool. Like I'll take out 200 bucks and I'm just like, I'll lose my 200 bucks, but like that 200 bucks will take me two hours. Yeah, but like I want to like, and I'll never go to the ATM to take out more money. Like unless it's the boys or we're doing this together, like we're going to the roulette table boys. We're all putting in 200 bucks each and it's a thousand dollars for all of us. Cool. Great. No problem. Let's I'm, I'm with the boys, but you're not going to catch me leaving the room to go down early to gamble. Are you never going to catch me gambling between drinks or, you know, like you, you meet a girl at the bar. Okay, let's go. Let's go gamble. It's like, no, you will never catch me doing that. It's just like, if the boys are doing it, I want to be with the boys. Let's, Let's lose some money. I to me, gambling is you. You pay to to lose. You're just you're just. See, I get convinced that I'm gonna win. I've had my luck for the year, so I'm good. I don't like. I convince myself I'm gonna win. Like I just want to go this weekend once, win something, buy myself something. That's it. Bye. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Manifest it though. I am. I'm manifesting it. Like I am gonna go. I have great luck. 
I have not terrible. You have my luck. Terrible, <laughs> terrible gambling luck. I mean, I I do enjoy like sports gambling, but not to any like alarming effect. You know Maybe what like I mean? Like a five like, or tenner kind of guy. Oh, uh, like twenty bucks, fifty bucks, yeah. maybe a hundred bucks on a game, depending. And like, I got some other buddies that will go in on like you know five hundred bucks on a big game That's or something wild. like that. But like, like Super Bowl, I'm, I'm spending two hundred bucks like total on the. Super yeah, Bowl. I mean that that's still that's still a decent amount of money though. Like my, I have some buddies though that yeah they're dropping like thousands of dollars every weekend, but then some of them are very profitable. Like I. I'm like I think I'm up like 400 bucks on the NFL season this year, which oh, is like so decent. All right. yeah, yeah, you're doing all right then. But again, that can change in one week. Uh, yeah, literally, I've been on like a skunk streak for the last like two weeks. I'm like I should just quit. Like yeah. this is terrible. <laughs> I uh, I like I like betting on games when I'm there. Yeah, fair. Like, and I I'll never hedge my bets. I, I used to do it when I was a kid. I'll never like bet against the Leafs anymore. I stopped doing that a long, long time ago. <laughs> I won't bet against my team. Like you know, people are like, oh, at least like if your team loses, you got some money. No, because then sometimes I'm like, I, this is a lose lose either way. If my team wins, really? I lose money, and okay. if my team loses, I win money. But then my team loses, so like I didn't look at it as a win win. I was like, yeah, okay, I was definitely part of the win win club. I was like, I'm hedging my emotional bet right <laughs> yeah. now. You know what I mean? So like I used to do it in fantasy sports. My dad's office, like back, way back in the day, they used to have a fantasy pool, and everybody would take leaf players, and I would just load up on like Detroit or. Ottawa, whoever yeah. was playing against the Leafs, I was like, either way, I'm either going to win this fantasy pool or at least my, my Leafs are going to win. My F1 fantasy is doing amazing right now. F- I didn't F1 even fantasy. know there was yeah. F1 fantasy. That's yeah. crazy to me. Unbelievable. I have a great team. I want to like F1 so badly. But oh, I love just, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I my sister got me into it. I like, I'm like you. I'm yeah. like you. I want to, though. No, we it's so good. I had the best time. <laughs> so we went to F1 this year and I loved Montreal, like the city to like explore. Yeah. Like, and even the food was good. Where did we go? That really good restaurant, bar uh, restaurant for the Peroni event. Cafe Gentile. Cafe Gentile. I don't know if oh, you've ever been there. No, really no, good. Really, really Big good. Fan of Montreal, though. Food was good. Drinks were good. Food, in my opinion, food probably is better in Montreal because it's like very European like influence. thousand percent. Yeah. This is such good restaurant. In general, well, and in in, in, in general like, yeah. too, like it's also like food is easier to get from the sea like from the ocean there, like it's closer. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've had this conversation with a ton of people, like just restaurants in general, there, just have it figured out, man. Like the, I don't know. If so what do you like think the, the main like, differences? I, so for me, it's like service like why can't is a you massive part of it. I think we're, we're trying our best to do it, but it's like, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's a thing here, like where obviously you like, you worked in the service industry. So, you know, it's like all these, a lot of people that are waiters, bartenders, servers, whatever, this is like just a job that they can like fund their dream. Like they, they do this so that they can like do what they want on the side and like it really like they're actors yeah. or they do whatever else. And this is just like a cash grab. Whereas like, I think for people in Montreal, I think it's more of a career. You know what? You, I think you nailed it actually. And like, it's so evident in service and it's like, it enhances the guest experience by like a thousand percent. And I love going to restaurants in Montreal. I just feel like you become like friends with your server. Okay, what's your favorite restaurant? Way. Um, that even wait. She's like, "Fuck, give it to me." Oh, best of all time is Joe Beef, hundred percent. Okay, I agree. I yeah. love Joe Beef. Wait, wait, what? The like steakhouse. It's in it's Montreal. Like, yeah, it's in Montreal. So it's in Little Burgundy. They actually have three restaurants that they own beside each other. So one is called uh, Liverpool House. Yeah. One is called Bain Papillon, and then Joe Beef. And I've been to all of them. They're all they just slap. They've been around now for like fuck. I don't even know, like 15, 20 years, maybe. Like maybe not that. I, long, it ha- like, it's the best restaurant in Montreal. Time. Really? Yeah. We couldn't like, get a reservation dude, last so time. Hard. Sorry, yeah. that's why we didn't go. It's yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, great, great, great restaurants. Best meal of my life. I had a Joe Beef. I had such a good meal there, and I had such a good time. I was by myself, 
And they got me so dinged up there that I ha- I like puked after because like I <laughs> ate up. so much. I drank so much. It was like like the epitome of like gluttony. It was it was wild. Yeah, but, but like are, still you amazing. You know what? Nothing like a good meal with good drinks by yourself at a like a, a good spot. Like that's so underrated. I don't think I've oh, ever done nice. that. Uh, you know what? I did it in LA at your spot. The spot you told me to go, Laurel Hardware. Isn't mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. So I sat there. I was in LA by myself before I went to Vegas on this work trip. And Danny told me about this place. I was like, cool, I'm going to go. I'll post up. So I sat at the bar and I got like, a, I got kind of lucky that I got a good spot at the bar where a lot of people like have to either come beside me or come near me. So I'm sitting there. You make friends with the bartender. They know you're by yourself. Like it's, it's yeah. obvious you're by yourself. So they'll do like good service spots. will do their best to make you feel at home. So he's like, hey, what are you drinking? I'm like this. Okay, cool. Like, what do you recommend? And I always love asking people what you recommend. Cause again, this is your spot. This is your totally. specialty. Like, this is what you do for a living. They recommend it. Everything was good. Basically every like other drink, they were like comping a shot of tequila or like, Oh, you know what? This shot would take really well with that. Cause like I chase my shots with yeah. my drink. Like, okay, this, you know what? Take the shot. Your drink, like you're chasing it. will taste really good with it after. I sat there for probably three and a half hours, three, three and a half hours. I ate and drank for three and a half hours. And I think my bill was like one fifty. And I looked at the guys like, man, don't worry. You're good. You're on your own. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm like, Unreal. Thank you, man. Like just top notch. I ended up going to this nightclub after because like some DJ. Oh, you went Bart? by yourself? Yeah. I love so, that. This DJ I liked was playing and just like I just screwed up. I shouldn't have went. It was it was just not good. The vibe was bad. It was like an underground like Asian trance party almost. Just like <laughs> not my vibe at all. And like the DJ I liked just didn't play any of the music I liked, which was odd because I've seen him so many times. Just really bad. I remember getting the Uber and I called Laurel Harbor about it. I was like, hey, are you guys still open? Like, yeah, bar closes in like 15. I was like, if I get there, can I still stay later? Like, will you guys like let me? He's like, no, we kick everybody out. Yeah, but like, next door is open. The bar's open. Next door, you should have gone. Employees like, only. Do you know what? I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push my luck. I had a good night. You know, one of, one of those nights. It was like my Saturday night this week. I had a good night on Saturday. I was like, I could have, you know, I got to bed at like one. I was like, I could go out and like make this night better, but yeah. why risk it? You know, I have decent. Night. I have a question for you. We just, like he just talked about like asking someone for recommendations mm-hmm. i like doing that now because i feel like i go to a lot of spots over and over again and i don't try anything new i just like stick to like the basics yeah. what i like so i'm like you know what i want to try something new like surprise me whatever i've had great experiences doing that but i went to a staple italian restaurant in the city will you name it yeah i went to, yeah, like, I went to start tr- with a t and end with aroni yeah <laughs> so i went to tronies um you don't like Tironi? I love Tironi. So I, I love Tironi's my The keg, but Italian all, version. All I will say is cut my damn pizza, but that's it. Okay, yeah. But like I've had like, we've like been going there. We've been going to Tironi's for like, since I was a kid, because my dad used to be friends with one of the, like the owners. Anyways, he ended up moving to LA and opening up the one in LA. And our big thing was like, I like Diet Coke and they don't serve Diet Coke in Toronto, but they serve Diet Coke at the one in LA. Really? Yeah. Because here they're like, oh, you have to be authentic, but like there's diet coke in italy so whatever liars yeah what <laughs> anyways go there and i went to one on queen newly renovated stunning did such a good job with the rentals but we're sitting there and and this i had the we had the worst service i've ever had in my life and i go to her i'm like can you like like give me something different like i, I think i've tried everything on the menu at this point like just i want like suggest me like something yeah. suggested me the like, most basics like i'm like oh, okay whatever anyways then I was like, okay, I'll try this. 
everything about that night in the service and i don't know if it was just like a service that, issue that, or anything that night, yeah, it made happens. my meal not taste great yeah because sure. i think the service is and i just feel like makes i don't the food taste it makes it taste cold almost well yeah and yeah, it just like, like was kind yeah. of like uncomfortable oh, and, like, and you probably just also are like hyper analyzing everything and be like you know what like you know, this this wasn't even seasoned properly and but like, like i never go to notice before or even like thought of really before but you're yeah. like yeah all right, what else is wrong with tonight? And I you never know? go there and ever have any issues. Like, I always go and have such a good time. doesn't matter what location. What's your go-to dish there? Um, I like the Norchina. Yes. I knew I liked you. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's what I get every single time. It's So I wanted to get something different. And I really like the duck ravioli. Have you I had never, that? No, I've never had that. I oh, my God. It's so good. I like Norchina. Like no, no. Every single time. I like... Yeah, no. Get the that one's really good or the Padpadelli is really good oh, too. Padpadelli is really good. Yeah. Okay, so I got two questions. First one, are you the type of guy that when you find something you like, you'll get the same thing every time? Um, or do you change it up? Like yes, until I I murder it and then I'm like I need to do something. Try something different. different. Yeah. That's yeah, what happened yeah, yeah. with me with the Norchina. And okay. I was like, "Okay, I need something. I just need tonight. I just need something different." I was so disappointed. So, Phil, at your four spots, if someone walks in and says, "Hey, you know what? I want to try like what's what would you say is what would you recommend somebody hey, i want to know i want to try something that's your like your best dish your four spots what are they so and then give me the accompanying drink as well oh god um that's that's hard um but okay well for for dishes i can definitely do i'll try and do my best for the drinks but so melrose hundo has to be the octopus like that's just like yeah, what we're known for one, yeah. like everybody comes in has that or like stick tartare but like stick tartare you can get kind of like everywhere and it's like okay but not everywhere's good not everywhere is good for sure but i think last time was there i had the carpaccio too do you guys have a carpaccio mm, no but so uh, might, we did it we just like did a new tartare so maybe it was that so but maybe it was that but i would say for sure the octo like the octopus is just like so good it's like octopus and uh sour cream kale tomatoes potatoes just like the, I don't know, it's a very indulgent dish, but super, super good. And then like, I don't know, drink with that. I, don't, I, I haven't memorized the cocktail list right now because we are, we are always like changing it for uh, like just seasonally. Um, but with that, I don't know. I would say like every time I go to Melrose, my go-to drink is just like paper plane on the rocks. A paper plane, you can't What's go... What's a paper plane? Actually, you can go wrong with it. If you get a bad one, if you yeah. get a bad one, it's not good. What is it though? If you it's, get a good paper plane. Paper planes, equal parts, um, bourbon, Amaro Montenegro, um, lemon juice, and Aperol. Oh, stunning. One, 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 one. It's like, it's like orange crush for adults. It's so good. That's a really good way of putting it. it we'll have one tonight. It's we'll really sweet. Tonight. It's really, too, really good. They're good, yeah. Yeah, okay. like you can have a lot of them. No, you, like two max. Yeah. Like two max. Um, okay, piccolo. Okay, piccolo. Piccolo. <laughs> I'm saying uh, it wrong. Piccolo, piccolo. No, I'm like, I'm probably just saying it's stupid too, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's your spot. You can say it. How it's probably <laughs> sad. I'm probably saying it's um, stupid. <laughs> okay, you know what? The, the tartare piccolo, I really, really like because it's like an Induya tartare. So we make it with... Okay, like, Induya? Induya is so underrated. Sorry. It is so good. Sorry, what? So Induya is like a... Induya? Yeah, Induya. It's like N... How do you spell that? N... Apostrophe. D, yeah, apostrophe N-D-U-J-A. And it's like a... You've had it before. It's like from uh, Calabria. Yeah. Um, it's like, like Calabria and like... a sausage. Yeah. Super oh, like spicy. Okay. Like, it's like spicy sausage, yeah, but it's, it's like It's really a, delicious. But yeah. like, so we, we like infuse an oil with Induya and then like flavor the tartare with that with like Gindia pepper. So these like long pickled peppers, like 
dill pickles, capers, uh, up my alley, shallots, like super super good. Yeah, okay. And then have like a like a past egg yolk like kind of around it with more of the andouille oil. Um, so yeah, I think that's fire. And then like honestly, whatever rotating like red wine that would go with that, I would say like a Sangiovese would be really good. Um, that'd probably be my go-to at Piccolo. Um, St. John's, go for the steak and Guinness pie, get a pint of Guinness, 100%. What's That's a like steak a no- and Guinness pie? Um, so it's like, it's like a, a, like a, kind of like a stewy pie filling, and then on top is like puff pastry. It's like stuck in the oven, so it's like... Oh, like, like those pies pop, we like got at Borough Market. Kind of okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like very rich and like six to your ribs kind of vibes. Like, uh, Do you guys still do karaoke there? So we will very soon. It's a great question. We uh, so so at St. John's right now. It used to be the office pub, right? So yeah. it used to be this like three level bar. We took over. We only really renovated the first floor. Um, we now have the second floor is opening actually in a couple weeks. Uh, it's going to be uh, like oyster bar, oh, like seafood focused, really beautiful space. We took over the building beside it. We're opening another little bar that's going to be just like an extra room on St. John's called the Snug. And then above that, we're actually putting in three karaoke rooms. Okay. I had like the best karaoke nights there. I've I've only ever done it twice. And one time I was so blackout. And I remember just (laughs) walking by and seeing a sign that says karaoke. And I walked in like, I can't, I don't even remember who I was with. And like the place is slammed, like all like young people, like all like college university kids. Yeah. And I was just black. And I'm like, I was like, I put my name on a song and like somehow my name got picked like right away. Too. Hey, I was pissed that mine didn't get picked. Yeah. So I walked out and I stood on the table. Yeah. My, I remember mine <laughs> getting picked like within five minutes and they're like, yeah, Ricky, come sing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I just got here. There's like, this place is slammed. I know there's a lineup. Got it. Sang my tune. And like instantly walked out after. Yeah. I was it's yeah i'm really excited that we're bringing it back because a lot of people do come in they're like do you guys still do karaoke and i'm always like gutted that we're we have to say no but it's coming back fortunately so that'll be a lot of fun um and then just for the follow-up to that question the last bar paradise grottoes which is that's that's your newest spot right that'll be the summer yeah 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 yeah. so we were doing big backyard parties and stuff like that i've seen so much on it like i didn't know you were part of that group until i think i messaged you the other day about it yeah 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 so yeah i mean that one's that one's great we actually just got a a really good feature in toronto life too which was really yeah that's what i messaged you yeah um but yeah so that one i mean that like the food there is honestly like my like favorite type of food that we make i think at all the spots it's just like so much fun it's like so what kind of food um so sorry it's i'm like, just like so yeah, curious no, no, it's okay it's a it's like polynesian focused i guess so we were like trying to be a tiki bar without being called a tiki bar but like rum focused cocktails very like fun kind of like hawaiian but also plays into like filipino chinese japanese flavors so it's like super explorative i love just like asian cuisine in general so um, our chef Marco in there, shout out my guy. He, uh, he's done an amazing job. Like me and him got to work together and just make the whole menu. So it's been like the most fun for me, but my favorite dish there is probably, okay. So we have like a, do you know what like curry katsu is? It's like a mm-hmm. Japanese thing. It's like yeah. Japanese curry with like a fried chicken, like cutlet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I love, <clears throat> I love that. And then probably there was a cocktail on the menu called let that mango and it was like mango with like black tea some sort of rum in it i couldn't tell you the exact specs but yeah super fire 
Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we should. I think we'll do the tour to the, the restaurants tonight. We can try. We'll do, we'll do one of like, each. Yeah, I mean, like this is like literally making me hungry right now. No, we're talking was, about this. I was gonna say like, this is like perfect for like even the clips. I'm just like each bar, like boom, Melrose. Yeah, this is this. This. Is I just have like one question though. What's the hardest part about creating the menu? Um, Ooh, that's a good one, Danny. I mean, it's a lot of R and D. Like, uh, so so my like whole process usually like when we're opening a new spot, I'll like write a menu. And then I'll kind of like present it to the chef that I'm working with. So we have different chefs at each of the spots and it'll obviously change, you know, like, cause they want to put their touch on it too. But this, I'm like, this is kind of like what we're going for. And they'll be like, okay, cool. And like, we'll like work from that. Some of the dishes will stick, some of them won't. Um, but the toughest part is like, you think something will work in your mind and then you try in real life and it just doesn't. Right. And the best dishes that we've ever made, especially at paradise were when like Mark and I were kind of like backs against the wall, like, fuck, what do we do now? And then just kind of like, okay, let's try this. Like, let's just do this like weird thing that we just thought of. Like we're launching brunch in a couple, a week. We're launching on Sunday. Um, so we're like, okay, we're making like chicken and waffles. We're like, we have to have chicken and waffles. It'll be like a great combo. I'm like, okay, what if we did like scallion pancakes? You know what those are? Like mm-hmm. when you get them some, I was like, what if we made the waffle like a giant scallion pancake? So it's just like weird ideas like that where I'm like, like why, why didn't like, why don't we try and just like add these? Do something like put a little spin on a classic. Yeah. 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 So I mean like sometimes that works though. And sometimes you're just terribly wrong. Like for instance, with the scallion pancake, the scallion pancake dough is so much different than waffle dough that mm. when you take a scallion pancake and put it into a waffle iron, it does not come out like how you think. So you have to like adapt. Well, it's almost but like that's a- half the fun though, right? Yeah. Like you're just like, you're problem solving and you're just kind of like well, working around. If you're friends with the people too, and like, you're doing this with your buddies almost. You're like, Hey, like- I mean, that's it. I have like a different relationship with every one of the chefs and how we work together and how we like make dishes. So it's a lot of fun, but it's very different. It's kind of like this dynamic managing experience, you know, like some of the, like, like Mark, for instance, like me and him are like very much just like we can sit down, have a beer and like write a menu and just like think of things. And like there's other like Chris, uh, our chef at St. John's, like for him, he like he comes to me with ideas and I'll kind of just like give him my like honest feedback and criticism about the things that he's come up with. And then with Mike at Melrose, it's like a combination of those two where we'll cook together, but also he'll have his ideas that he'll bring to me and I'll kind of like give him my feedback. You know, as he was talking, you know, what I, I'm thinking like doing what you do is it's almost like being a musician. Like you've, you've got a concept or an idea for a song or for a dish and then you go to someone else like a producer or a lyricist and like, hey, what do you think about this? And they put their touches and then you're making something that someone else gets to enjoy. Right? Like, okay, you can still enjoy your own dish, but it's not for you. You're doing it for other people. Oh, same I with mean, like musicians, the same thing. Yeah. Like they, they make the song, obviously they want to love their own but song. for but their they're fans. Not, they're making it for them, right? And I think that's There's like, so many similarities. That Yeah, that's like one of the best parts about cooking is like, and I think like the self-serving aspect of it is like my favorite part of it is like making something and then like watching someone enjoy it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's such a like fulfilling experience to me. Yeah. Um, okay. You're a chef. You work with a lot of chefs. Culinary do you, director. Do you watch <laughs> reality TV? I love reality TV. Oh my God. Okay. Now we're best friends. Below, below deck is my okay, favorite that's show. What I, was about to bring up. I was about to bring up below deck. Cause I'm like, Chefs kind of get a bad Holy rap. Fuck, look how loud. That yeah, was. I know, sir. I'll put myself down. Um, chefs kind of get a bad rap on like the show about being like very like bitchy, under pressure. Totally. You have a lot of personalities to deal with. Like, how like do you even change like when you're in the kitchen versus? I like I like to think that I don't. I'm like a just in general a pretty like calm person. I can obviously get angry like anybody can, yeah. and like I can get upset, but I try and like never 
put my emotions onto somebody else. If I'm having a bad day, I like never want anyone else to know that I'm having a bad day. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure I'm terrible at hiding my emotions, but like, I don't know. I'm not a yeller at all. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's different ways of managing, but like I've, I've like worked in kitchens. Like I said, like that I hated that experience and I just like never want to put anyone else through that. So for me, I mean, I'm at a point right now where it's, it's pretty nice because I get to manage the managers. So like, I just, I kind of need to like keep them in check when they're like getting like that. But luckily like everyone that I work with right now is amazing. And like, yeah, no, no, there's no like personalities that I'm like, oh man, this is like so difficult to deal with. Like, yeah. It's very, okay. So it's now that you said now. you watch Below Deck, who's your favorite chef from Below Deck? Ooh. Do you watch like all of them? Um, yeah, I've, I've seen like all of them. So I forget what her name is. She's like, she's really cuckoo. Uh, she's got dark hair. Eat my cooter. Name. Yes. What's her name? Rachel. Yes, Rachel. Okay, Rachel's my she favorite. She was on America's Next Top Model. Really? Yeah, I love her too. Just, she's my favorite too. And she literally left and she had a butt. fit one day and she left and she like walked off the boat and just like went to the captain and she's like, eat my cooter. Yeah, she says. But then she came back and she's like shit. amazing. Oh, yeah, I love her. She, but she's good. Like super talented. Um, I think she also had like some crazy sushi experience. And I think I gained like mad respect for her when I saw her. Yeah. That. But yeah, she she was amazing. I have so much respect for those people though because like as much as they do look like they're these like prima donnas, they're like getting all pissed on this. It's like, hard. Things, they're by themselves, right? Like everyone else has a team. And like the most specific things, like they have like like. 12 charter guests and they're like okay one's vegan one's this yeah. one's that one's that and they're doing all by themselves and every single it's meal crazy. it's crazy and then like when they're not working they have to just be thinking of the next thing that they're yeah. gonna make right so it's like it's it's kind of i mean they do get a lot of praise obviously from the guests but it's like i mean the amount of sometimes they time. don't sometimes they don't sometimes the guests are like i'm like oh my god i could not imagine cooking for these people no like, like someone came on them. and was like you have shitty pancakes and or it was like, like there's like there's not much flavor in this dish and you're just like just work for 12 hours yeah <laughs> like people are just like it's also reality tv so yeah, like whatever it's obviously over exaggerated but i think that's like my favorite i guess character on the shows are the chefs i want to have you ever made a dish that you thought was gonna like slap and you just missed oh yeah like so many times dude okay yeah. give, me, give me one that like stands out like we um, were like this one, like this is gonna be the signature dish. I'm so proud. Okay, of Okay, yeah, yeah. For one, okay, so we we used to do this like compressed pork belly at uh, Piccolo, and so like to do this, you like you sous vide. I don't know if you guys know what that is. So you're like cooking in a bag. So you, in water. you remember Moretti? Yeah, yeah. So we went up to a cottage once, and Moretti sous vide lamb for like four hours or yeah. something. And by the end of by the four hours that we're done, we were all so just turnt that <laughs> nobody ate this like four hour sous vide lamb except him. Dude, like we, we were all like, this happens to me on every like, golf trip that I go on. My buddy's like, yo, you have to cook for us. I'm like, you guys promise you're not going to start partying until like after dinner. They're like, yeah, 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 for sure. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Sure enough. All the boys are just absolutely 20 cooked. beers deep. All they want is a bag of chips. Like, yeah. Like literally that's it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And I'm sitting there like, okay, we spent all this time and the effort and like I'm cleaning. Like, thanks guys. Like perfect. And then I always, every time I'm like, I'm not doing this again. They're like, come on, man. It'll be Please, different come on. this time. We will we'll we'll change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so it's pork belly. Okay, so yeah, so so what we do, like it in my mind, great concept. So we would we sous vide the pork belly after it's cooked. We would in the fridge we would like compress it, so you get the basically like the top of the the skin looking like glass, yeah. like it's like super hard. So when you sear it, it's like 
the crispiest skin you could ever imagine, which like proven process. I knew that was going to hit no problem. So I had done it before on the menu with like this, like pomegranate reduction and it, it like went pretty well, but I was like, yo, okay, I want to do it. Like Campari. I'm like, what? I need to find something that's like Campari, but I want to make like a syrup out of it. So I like, I researched all these like different pops from fucking Italy that were like an aperitivo pop. And like I special ordered like all these different pops and I tried to make this reduction. Like it tasted like shit. I've never tasted anything worse in my life than this idea in my mind. I was like, this is like the smartest thing I'm going to be like, I'm going to get a Michelin star for this thing. <laughs> like, and, like, and then, and then sure enough, like every time that everyone tried, it was like, yeah, like, I don't know, man, it's just not it. I'm like, Oh God, I felt so defeated. And then you're like, then you question your existence. You're like, why am I? Okay, I'm hoping this? like soon, like one day we're gonna hear about this dish, and this is the dish you're gonna be talking about because it's gonna like you're gonna find a way to make Maybe it. Maybe I'll work. figure it out one day. Yeah, one day, that'd be, that'd be it's like a work in progress. Yeah, so funny. You're so hype, and your buddy's like, yeah, everyone's just mm. like, dude, yeah, nah, like, Phil, man, maybe we should change this one. Yeah, like literally, like that. You're like, yo, you should change, like try something. This was like, nah, man, this you missed. Like, I, I will say though, like generally, I mean, that one, I think every one that I was with was like knew that I was working on it, so they're like hyped to try it. But like for the most part, I keep things like very close to my chest before I let anyone else try it for that exact reason. I like, like everyone have a very fragile. Do ego, you so. keep like recipes to yourself? Ooh. Not really, to be honest. Like anything. I have like uh, like a book of all my like written recipes that I've gotten from like every restaurant that I've worked at, and like what everyone needs to know is that like no recipe is proprietary. Like it's just not a thing. You can't like when you leave a restaurant, you can't take your recipes unless you just never showed them to anyone. But like you can't get mad at someone for using a recipe mm. that you created under their like establishment. It's just not a thing. So no, to be honest, like I there's some things that like maybe I like won't tell people like not even though i'm not gatekeeping out here it's 2023 no like my like it was my nana's brother's wife and she like made this one just one dessert and she wouldn't tell anyone in the family and every time she'd give the recipe she'd like leave out one ingredient yeah and just like whatever so people just like trial and error over the days she's passed away now last year like recently but she's still like and then she made this like soup and it was like literally like a poor man's soup like that's what like they used to like it's called pastine soup no one if you google it no one knows what it is we can't figure it out she's given the recipe to two people and they can't make it the same it's never gonna be the same because there's something missing i mean and i know she's kept something out and she's looking down at us gutty though she's looking down at us but it's just not the same nothing's ever gonna be the same i've worked with chefs though that are like that that are like no this is like this is like my grandma's recipe. Like I'm not giving you the recipe and I'm like, okay, I could probably figure out a different recipe that will taste like better even. And is that, is that better? Why don't you just give me the fucking recipe? Well, it's like Coca-Cola. You know I mean? like, it's like Coca-Cola. Like they, they hid the, like only two people in the world knew the recipe and they can't be on the same plane ride yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And then long and behold, some person came in and made Coke zero under the Coca-Cola brand. Coke Zero tastes better than Coca-Cola with less calories, less this and that. No, literally I don't, I think they're eventually going to switch. Coca-Cola to just make it like Coke Zero Coca-Cola. Oh, Diet Coke's way better. Well, so you yeah, hear- Diet Coke just does hit harder. No, Thank you. Okay, so, we're literally best friends. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Coke Zero, if you notice Coca-Cola branding went from red and white to red and black. Mm-hmm. They changed it, what the was, branding, to make well, it more familiar. Well, what was what was red and black originally? Coke Zero. Coke Zero. So like there's like, cons- not a conspiracy. Wait, I guess like a, you're so, telling me Coke... 
can't like Coca-Cola, regular Coca Cola now is black. Coca Cola is red and bl- uh, used to be red and white. Coke Diet Coke was red and sil- sorry silver and red. Coke Zero was black and red. Mm-hmm. Those were the colors. Or sorry, Coke Zero was red and black. Now they're switching it where it's Coca Cola is red and black. Diet Coke is still silver and uh, red, and Coke Zero is black and red or something. But there's like people talking online that eventually the plan is in like five years to make regular Coke, Coke Zero. So it won't be called Coke Zero. It's just the recipe for Coke Zero will now be Coca-Cola. Really? That's you know so interesting. I don't know if it's like a thing, but like online on like Reddit and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the idea because eventually like Nobody's calories gonna are going to like, sugar, yeah. yeah, no one's going to want the calories or the sugar and pop. Like there's people that drink like pop regularly. Yeah, which is crazy. Are you, you're a diet coke. You just yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I mean, I, I try and just have sparkling water, but like if I want to treat, you know, diet coke for sure. Diet Coke's mm. Um, we gotta, we gotta wrap yeah. up here. We're basically at the hour and a half mark. Uh, before we wrap up, what's next for you? Um, I do just want to shout out. Actually, we just started a running club at Piccolo. I've seen that. Yeah. So every uh, Thursday morning we're meeting at eight 30. We're just doing like a 5k in the neighborhood. Um, just as like you a obviously way. Meet at Piccolo. Yeah. We meet at Piccolo. Uh, and then after we do free drip coffee for whoever comes and then I make like a soup for everyone, just a different one every week. So, that so every can, like, Thursday refuel. morning you guys do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we just started. We're eight thirty-two, and this is our, will be our third week now. You know what, Danny, we should go. I can't run, but yeah. Why not? I just have a really bad knee. I can't run. Can you hobble? Yeah. Oh, there's there people go. who go Bring slow. Uh, yeah. There's like people of all speeds for sure. Yeah. It's chill. But yeah, it's just like, you know, in and it's right around the corner from here too. So it's so easy. I literally have no excuse in, in hospitality. Like people are always getting together and it's usually just like drink. So I feel like this was a kind of thing that we could do that would be more about wellness than drinking and just like, you know, get people together. Sometimes it's nice to have that. It is yeah. a good wholesome idea too. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. Well, let me, I, like, it's so tough. So I know some of the guys at Ruby Soho did like no drinking, like Asher has done six, um, 75 hard. I think he's done it twice. You know Asher from yeah, Ruby? Yeah, yeah. I know he, he got like super fit, like super fit. How do you, I don't know how to word this question. I guess, how do you not drink every day? Um, like, it's, I don't it's know. Tough. You know what I'm saying. Like, it's, I don't no, know it's, how to it's ask definitely it. tough. Um, I mean, hell, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really tough, to be honest. You're surrounded by it all the yeah, time. All the time. I think for me, I try and like maintain like a pretty good running routine and like somewhat fitness. Like I go to. Well, you did the half marathon, didn't you? Recently? Yeah, I did a half marathon. I did a full marathon in uh, in Ottawa in like May as well. I've done. Like, what was your time? Four oh four. Wow. Four oh four full yeah. marathon. Shut yeah. up. Wow. Fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I used sorry. to be like a prolific runner. I suck now, but well, no, four oh four is crazy. That's unbelievable. That's really good. I'm like just. What's your half? Sorry. My best half ever was uh, one thirty seven. Wow. Yeah. What's your half now? Uh, I just the one I just did in Quebec was like two oh four. So. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Okay, I don't run at all, but I find it absolutely insane because on my TikTok, it's all like the marathon pros that like beat the records all the time. How someone can run it in like two hours. Oh my god! Have you a seen marathon. like the? It's like, how is that possible? It's like people they they'll like at like these running conventions they'll set up a treadmill at the pace that they're running at and it's like a full on sprint and you they fall. Even, you can't even run on it. Yeah, for like a it well, doesn't make sense. The guy who just did the I think he broke the record. Did it like two hours and like fifteen seconds. I did the math. That's like literally my fastest kilometer and like a two kilometer race. That'd be my fastest. The 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 one guy Kipchoge he who has the record he did it in under two hours. Yeah, like why? But like every but race is different, right? Or something? Yeah, he was assisted. Yeah, yeah. 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 I it mean, was, but it was, still, it was like, like the special shoes or something. 
I don't I don't know about he broke that. Something, like he broke he, a record in shoes. I know it was like a Nike commercial. It's pretty crazy. So no, George, a woman did that too. Have you met George? Like my, one of my homies. I told George this story. I literally sent him. I'll show you our group chat. I said this when I was it's at like his a house. Year ago. Oh no! There's a yeah. woman who just broke some record with these Nike shoes too. Oh no! We're talking about uh, Elliot Kachoko or what's his yeah, name? Yeah, Elliot Kachoko. Oh. Yeah, he broke he broke a record in like these like pink Nikes that like had like extra cushions or something. Yeah, there's a Nike too. Some woman just like beat it in like France or something somewhere yeah, in Europe. But uh, George is a big. He's a big, and so is Danny's best friend Becca, his fiance. They're big runners. They did the New York Marathon oh, last yeah, it was year. Just a year ago. It was, just, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Now I don't know why. It's like yesterday. I guess maybe I was on my phone more than normal. And I saw so much content around the New York Marathon. See, this is, I didn't see any this year. I saw, mind you, I guess you weren't on your phone as much yesterday, right? You were with your friends all day. Yeah, like, I saw so much. I was on my phone because, again, I got home. Oh, I was there last so year. Here, and this will lead into my story and then we can wrap up. So last night I got home. I had this like long meeting for my pickleball team. I own a pickleball team. Amazing. Wild, wild. So I got home, got home. I was like, kind of bored. I'm like, do I go out drinking? I didn't want to drink. And this wine was open and I, I had like a sip of it because I just wanted to taste it. So I was like, you know what? Let me pour a glass. It's already open. Pour myself a glass, and I did. Uh, I took some mushroom tea last night. And you like, you know, like if I make three glasses or three cups, and I have one of the three, it's like microdose. If I have like two, I'm like, you start to feel something. If you have three, like you're, yeah, you're, you're almost there, right? <laughs> so I'm just sitting on the couch, like just doing that. I'm going through my TikToks and I'm seeing all these, like New York Marathon things. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I messaged Danny earlier. I'm like, Danny, I got a funny story. I got to tell you. So you want to know the embarrassing thing I did as I was like, not high on mushrooms, but as I was like feeling it yesterday, didn't I email a girl? Like, you know how like I, so I get email, email? like I emailed a girl. Like I was <laughs> like, like, you like know, this, were, is, like, this is a way to stand out instead of DMing her for like the fourth time. I'm going to email this girl. I hope she never answers you. Of course she didn't answer. Who the fuck answers an email? You don't answer your email. Never. I never do. do, Were you like, I hope this email finds you well. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't want to read it. Can you read it to us after? I'll read it to you after. So (laughs) I I get, because of like I'm embarrassed for you. You TikTok, right? Yeah. yeah. So I get like, I'm really embarrassed for you. I get like an email a week. Just like some random person shooting their shot. Mm. And out of the probably 50 I've got, none of, none of hit. And I always say the same thing. They're never going to hit. But wait, I was like, if someone was cute and put their photo in, no, they're I mean, never going to hit. What is it going to be like a bachelor audition? Wait, no. If they, cu- if they were cute and they put their photo in. And as I'm like going through, because I got one yesterday, an email from somebody else. I got this. I'm like, you know, they should have put their photo in. Why wouldn't they put their photo in? Like, why would you not put a photo in? Yeah. And I'm like, maybe you put a photo in and you were cute. I respond. And then I'm scrolling through Instagram, like going through TikTok. And I see this girl that like, you know, I think is just perfect. And I, I've DM'd her in the past. She never responded. So I'm like, you know what? Oh, who is it? Just I'm gonna, say it aloud. I'm, t- I'm no, I can't, I'll, 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 I'll sneaky tag her in the club. Um, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna send her an email. And I thought it was a brilliant idea last night. Yeah. I'm like, just on the couch, like by myself, watching football, drinking my wine, drinking my mushroom tea, and I send this girl an email. And like, I, th- I woke up this morning and like I had a dream about. it. I was like, oh, she responds to my email. Obviously, it's like, I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I just sent a girl an email. I'm 33 years old, and I sent this girl like a. Hey, this is who I am. Like, here's a picture of me. Like, let's go out. Like, obviously not that those exact. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. For <laughs> I you. literally I woke up and I'm like, like Ricky, that's actually the most embarrassing thing. It is. It is. It probably is. Second I was when I unfollowed. And Shannon. that's not me being dramatic. No, I mean, you could you could have hit her up on LinkedIn. So this is better. I yeah. got a message on LinkedIn, a booty call on LinkedIn. Yeah, that was funny. That's amazing. See, that's not embarrassing though. Like, yo, he doesn't follow I'm me on LinkedIn. True shot, man. Yo, he doesn't follow me on LinkedIn. And I got a message and it was like, 
like the even like the thing it said like this is business and it says hey text me real three three (laughs) a.m i love you know what in my mind i was like yesterday i was like you know what this is so i'm like i'm gonna stand out she probably gets like 100 dms a day she probably gets zero emails a day. I'm going to stand out. No, she and saw this lunatic like, oh got, sent me an email. I'm like, how did I really do that? How did I think that was a good idea last night? Well, I think that's if, it. If she didn't respond we to my wrap DMs, this up. obviously she's not responding to my email. <laughs> I guess on that note, we'll, we'll awesome. wrap it up. We're going to do the tour tonight. You guys will see the content. Um, we want to give a big shout out to Hard Bite Chips, our sponsors. Basically, have you tried them at all? Um, I don't know if I have. They're you from, should. Uh, you can try them tonight. Made. Yeah, they look great. Well, uh, Canadian we'll, brand, all natural, very, cool. very good. Uh, you can find them like nationwide in all grocery stores and all health grocery stores too. I'd let you try the spicy ketchup, but I devoured them yesterday, and I actually devoured the avocado ones today too. But has like we're just sitting now waiting. Like we can oh, yeah. barely eat them because Ricky just eats them so quickly, <laughs> a full bag to his face. So they don't say family size. At least that makes me feel a little bit good about myself. You never eat like a family size bag. Okay, but they're not like snack size. They're like Halloween candy. Like that's bigger than that bag, though. That one's the big one. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Control is. yourself. Anyway, uh, thank you, Hard Bite Chips. We appreciate you, Phil. If people want to find out more about you, your life, everything you're doing, where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, find me on Instagram, Philip on Tacos. How did I forget to tell Danny that? Like I literally, I think when I first saw, it, I was like, "How good is this TikTok? Is this Instagram name? His name's Phil. Obviously, Philip on Tacos." Oh my god! It's honestly from an old Taco Bell commercial, and really? yeah, there's a Taco Bell commercial where this guy's sitting in an office, and like over the loudspeaker it says "Philip on Tacos nine ninety nine Philip on Tacos nine ninety nine." <laughs> it's just it it's perfect because your name's Phil Phil. You get yes. you get it. Yeah yeah yeah, but yeah, definitely that's the best way to find me. Instagram also on TikTok Philip on Tacos. Follow the boy, and check out his restaurants. Please do. Yeah, Melrose on Adelaide, Piccolo Cafe Vino. St. John's Tavern, Paradise Grotto, soon to come in the financial district. We also have Every Side. It's going to be our next restaurant. So Every Side? Soon. Every Side, yeah. Okay, very cool. That's and awesome. So for anyone wondering, it's basically all of them are at John and Adelaide. Yeah, pretty basically well. Basically at that corner. Yep. You, you guys basically own that corner. But yep. Paradise Grotto's on the back side, right? Yeah, it's like just behind Melrose yeah. where Parlor, the nightclub, used to be. Yeah. 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 Oh, Parlor's not there anymore? No, now it's Paradise Grotto. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, if you made it to the end of this, we appreciate you. We love you. Give Phil a uh, follow. Give Danny a follow. Give myself a follow. Share this with your friends. Until next week. Peace. Cheers, pals. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing. And I.